0: Welcome to Small Voice Big Ocean I am your small voice Terrence And today's episode is going to be about The two C's Communication and comfort Firstly, communication So Communication is a Large part of anything in life And For now Your muscle illness is no different So often Do we No, answer every question with I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. But if people really looked at you and paid attention, they'll say you're not fine. And they also would recognize that your fine is not the same as other people's fine. A lot of people can say I'm fine and mean it because they are fine. Their fine is normal. Their fine is oh, I'm actually doing pretty good, but today's just been a bit exhausting, so I'm doing fine. But when it comes to people like us, our fine is I'm barely hanging on, but I've found enough energy inside of myself to be able to do the things that I'm required to do today. But once those things are done, I'm probably not going to talk to anybody for, for the rest of the day. And if I don't have to deal with anybody tomorrow, I'm also not going to deal with anybody tomorrow. Nobody ever realizes that I'm fine means that I'm sad. I'm still depressed. I'm having negative thoughts. I don't really want to be talking to you right now, but I'm trying my best because you're in front of me. But realistically like I'm fine means I want to curl into a ball and cry. I want to crawl into a ball and hide under the covers, hide under the bed. I want to close my eyes and act like the rest of the world doesn't exist. Is my I'm fine. I tell people I'm fine, I'm okay, but really, she's like, You don't want to know the real answer. And if I ever gave you the real answer, what are you going to say to me? So my response is, I'm fine. And so many times for people like us is, Just that I'm fine When we're not You're not So stop saying to people you're fine If someone is genuinely asking you How you're doing The answer should not be I'm fine The answer should be I'm having a really rough day today I cried this morning Or I cried on the way to work Or I'm about to cry right now, or just, I'm having a really hard day to where I can't think straight or anything. And it's that honesty that will allow you to be able to possibly actually be fine. It may be that necessary moment for that person to be like, okay, I get it, I see. I don't fully, know, understand how you feel. But what do you need me to do for you? What what can I do? And it's that communication that is necessary because the greatest mask we have when it comes to communication is the statement, I'm fine. I'm okay. When you're not. So stop telling people you are. You can't. Get proper help You can't get out of the darkness You can't climb out of the hole you're in If everything is fine And it's a lie And I know there are times When someone asks you And they're just asking Because they're just making small talk So I'm fine, it's good enough They're not really asking you How you're really doing But it's the thing about it It's in those moments Where someone is genuinely asking Genuinely asking you how you're doing to be like, not that great. It's really rough today. This is what's going on with me. I'm really missing this person or I'm really hurting here or I'm just sad for no reason. I don't like, I don't get it. Whatever the case may be, whatever's going on with you is a thing that you need to tell them so that you can try to figure out just why you're feeling that way or try to talk it out, or try to, you know, do something to distract yourself from it, or whatever the case may be for you, whatever your coping mechanism is, then that's what you need to do. And so many times with the statement, I'm fine, those avenues are never allowed to happen because for the most part, and I say this from personal experience and and I say personal here, it's not like me telling other people I'm fine, but no, my friends telling me they're fine, even if I know they're not, to them being like, I don't really want to talk about it. And it's like, at times, that's fine. Sometimes you may not just have the energy to talk about it. Sometimes you may not be able to talk about it. Sometimes it may just be one of those days where are like, look, I just don't want to no, know, deal with my issue really. I don't want to deal with my illness and be personified by my illness and everything you ask me how I'm doing it's always I'm the rain cloud for every situation It's like so today I'm fine and there's nothing wrong with that there it is okay to have days where you're like Look, I just don't want to talk about it and tell people I'm fine. But on days where that's not the case where you freely feel like you could use a shoulder or an ear or anything, you can use you know clearly use somebody to hear you out for a moment. Stop saying I'm fine. Don't be fine that day. Be honest. Tell them the truth. Communicate. Open your mouth and tell them what's going on with you. And I'm not saying that that has to be every occasion. But I know for a fact that plenty of times when someone asks you how you're doing, you want to say more than that. I'm fine. And I know it's a fact. And like usual, people like us will deny it, even if if it's a person who's going through the same thing that we're going through. Or well, I should say similar things that we're going through, that has the same diagnosis, whatever the case may be, and know how we work And know for a fact, we will still deny and defend and be like, no, I'm different, I'm okay, I'm such and such. When you're not, be honest with yourself so that you can be honest with other people when you're not okay, when you're not fine. We know we're not. So let those people know. Let those people in. It's okay to not be okay. Okay. It's okay to not be fine, but without the necessary communication, then all you will ever be is not okay and not fine. You will never have an opportunity to really get out all the things that are within you. And I can tell you this now from personal experience again, that if you let that stuff sit inside of you, it doesn't go away. It gets worse. And I'm fine becomes, I'm fine, but I spent the day, like, being triggered by everything and literally thinking it would be better off if I wasn't here. And I hesitated in that moment because I feel like this goes without saying, every one of these episodes should come with a trigger warning that there's probably going to be some really harsh things that are going to be, you know, talked about. And in that moment, I thought about it and hesitated. And I don't know why, but I just did. But truthfully, what I wanted to say was that you're not okay, you're not fine, becomes you're suicidal. And you not wanting to be here means you are not wanting to be alive. And I get it. And I say that from personal experience with me, constantly holding in how I feel and constantly, you know, hiding and constantly telling people I'm fine so often, because granted, part of me is trying to lie to myself. I'm like, you are fine. You're all you are okay. When you're not at all, and you hold that stuff in, it becomes and it festers and it becomes darker and worse, and you start to feel even more isolated because you're doing it to yourself because you're not willing to communicate with the people around you to let them know what's going on. And so often we find if we communicate with people, then it's not being heard. It's like, no, it's a lot of times it's not being heard because we're not saying anything and we're never being truthful, like fully honest about what's going on with us. And we're always just giving these small pieces about just how dark it really is. And so often we want to avoid you no, know, the suicide talk and everything and we want to stay away from that because it's such a touchy subject for individuals but with you not communicating a lot of times that's where it starts to lead it starts to go down those roads to where you feel like the world would be better off without you and they can be alleviated a lot of times if you just say something and I know it's it is one of the things that's really easy to say. and it's But it's very hard to do. Because a lot of times. It's hard for you to communicate to people that you care about. That you don't want to be around. So you don't say anything. But that communication could possibly save you. And. I say this because. I've known several people who have gone down that road and I feel like it might have been different if they would have know told more people that they weren't okay and you no know, just communicated better with the people around them and but that's something for uh no another time really. But just in this moment I say all of that just to simply say communicate with people stop saying I'm fine stop saying you're okay when you're not and just let people know realistically how you're doing I mean because sometimes that's all it takes sometimes it just takes that conversation to be like look I'm not okay things aren't all right and you need to talk to somebody and I always say talk to anybody uh, as a friend, if you need to go to therapy, go to therapy. If you need to talk to a stranger on the street, I mean, granted, be a decent stranger. Just don't I mean, be going to any stranger and telling your life story. But there are people on the street who care. I've had people come to me, tell me their, almost their entire life story. And they've got teary-eyed or emotional or whatever the case may be. But genuinely, they like leave the conversation better. They use the conversation with a smile on their face. like they. I've had people really say to me at times. That no. They just need to talk. They just need to get that off their chest. Or whatever the case may be. And a lot of times that's all it takes. It just takes somebody willing to listen. And that's rare to find at times. But I can guarantee you. There is at least one person in your life. That's willing to listen. And if not. We have the internet now. And there are a billion people. That are willing to listen. Heck. I'm willing to listen. Literally, if you just need a rant and or a cry or whatever the case may be, you just need to get something off your chest. Need somebody to know that you're not okay. Tell me. I'll listen. I mean, clearly, I'm in the same place as you are. I get it. Not to the same degree. I may not be have the exact same thing going on as you do, but I am telling you this right now. If you have nobody else that that you feel like is willing to listen, I am willing to listen. Communicate with me. I'll listen. And I'll do the thing that we all need, which is listen and provide the appropriate comfort that we all need. And I say the appropriate comfort because I wanted a decent segue to lead into the second part of this episode which is the comfort that we need and the comfort that I believe people should strive to give to individuals like me with mental illness. Now on to comfort, and I feel like this is a very complicated topic, but also a very simple topic. I say it's complicated because of the way we receive comfort, and I say we as in people with mental illnesses, the way we receive comfort from people is very, very messed up. And I'm not saying it as in, like, people don't comfort us. But usually whenever we are comforted, it ends up with us being the person who has to do the comforting. So often in my experience when it comes to, you know, me communicating how I feel and talking to people about it, I end up having to comfort them. And because so often people hear things especially people are close to you, and they feel like, oh, I'm lacking in these areas. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And it becomes me having to be like, no, you're, you're fine. You're doing enough. You're doing okay. You're doing such and such. You're not lacking in this. And it's like, wait, when did this become about you and not about me? It's like, I'm the one struggling here. Why am I the one making you feel better? And... I've noticed it with other people, and I've had conversations with, you know, other individuals that I know who have mental illnesses and things, and they say the same thing. It's such a frequent thing that we come to someone seeking comfort, but we're the one neat like, they end up providing the comfort. And I understand this because we don't want, one, don't want anybody to feel bad in general because typically people with mental illnesses are very empathetic but at the same time we also don't want to feel like a burden so it's like we have to make sure that person knows that they're not doing anything wrong because we don't want to add any more undue stress to them or make them feel worse about anything but realistically if we were honest it's like no you probably are lacking you know what's going on with me and yet, you don't do these extra, you no, know, these small extra things to make sure that I am, you no, know, maintaining as best I can. And that's not to say that you no know, individuals who know somebody with terminal should should constantly be like, "Are you okay? Are you are you alright? Are you okay?" Because that in itself gets straining, that gets overbearing, and that's the reason why a lot of times we don't communicate and we end up saying stuff like, "I'm okay. I'm alright. I'm fine." Because, like, you've asked me that so many times, at this point, it feels meaningless. It feels like you're just doing it because you feel like you should, because you know there is something wrong with me. So, your go-to is just to ask me as many times as possible, am I doing okay? When, if you did it, like, once a week, but, hey, just checking in, or once every two weeks, like, hey, just checking in and trying to see how you are, trying to make sure you're still good or whatever, Trying to make sure, you know that, you know you're doing fine. Know what's going on. How the week has been. How many bad days or good days have you had? Anything like a, of the sort. You don't necessarily have to word it that same way because that comes off very therapist. know e and typically, and I can't say this to everybody, but for me personally, I don't like it when no friends or family try to come at me like a therapist because then it seems disingenuous. It's like. Are you trying to analyze me, or are you actually trying to see how okay I'm doing? Are you taking notes? You have a notebook of like, okay, he said he had four good days and three bad days. It's like it, it feels that way, and it feels unsincere. So don't necessarily come at somebody like that, but at the same time, if that's kind of the information you're kind of trying to achieve, figure out a better way to do it that's natural for you, because... That in itself, you asking if we're okay in a genuine fashion is, one, comforting, two, beneficial, and, no, if we do give them, answer like, we're okay, it's okay for, no, y'all to be like, are you really dope, are you seriously, like, you don't look okay, uh, I haven't heard from you in such and such time, or if especially they got, like, roommates or, like, they live with you, whatever, is like, really like you're you're doing okay but you haven't come out of your room for two days or I don't think you're taking a shower this week or whatever the case may be and they might you know give a little pushback and be like well so it's been this or it's been that but granted they get some talking and gets and actually gives you a genuine no opportunity to be like okay see you're not doing okay so how about you know you just go grab a shower and we'll go do such and such we'll go do whatever you no know, actually you genuinely try to you know elevate their mood and instead of just giving like false platitudes like, Oh well it's gonna be okay. I I understand, I get it. It was like I would much rather somebody tell me he's like if I especially like if I'm living with someone and I haven't taken a shower in like a week and they're like, Bruh, nah you smell, you haven't taken a shower, go take a shower, we'll go go grab a bite to eat or we'll go out and take a walk or we'll go do whatever. And even if I'm like, nah, I don't really know if I want to, it's like, nah, you need to I'm not trying to smell you anymore. Go take a shower, and no, uh, and then from there you can try to figure out exactly, you know, how to handle things from there. I'm like, okay, now get dressed. You no, know, we'll go for a ride if you don't really want to be around people or whatever. Or like, or we just go take a drive to go get something to eat. We'll come back here or whatever. We'll watch a movie or whatever the case may be. And that is comforting because it makes us feel not so alone. It makes us feel like no, you actually care. And that's the thing about it it's those types of comfort that are more beneficial than you sitting across the table from me and telling me, oh, things will get better, things things will be better, things will change, like, like all those kind of platitudes. It's like, nah, like actions work better for people with mental illnesses than words do because a lot of times we feel those words are kind of hollow and this is not just me speaking for myself. This is, no, this is based off the information you know, and the talks I've had with other people that have mental illnesses that I know. And, and, and some from my personal experiences like going out and doing things, whether they be minors, like just going for a drive or whatever, and that kind of thing is more beneficial than those conversations. I mean, granted, those conversations are needed. But you kind of have to pick and choose the times when you need to have those conversations and when you don't. You always have to be very aware of the person you're talking to and dealing with them and know how they do things or whatever the case may be, for you to really be like, okay, this is one of those times I need to take them somewhere versus sit down and have a talk, or does somebody need to sit down and have a talk with them instead of trying to get them out like the house or whatever, like. And granted, even if you feel like they've made it to get out of the house, but you can tell, like, they're being very apprehensive about it. It was like, hey, just come sit on the porch with me, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, just go any, you know, anything that's, like, not in the house necessarily. You don't have to go far or whatever the case may be. That way they're not in the same area. Because a lot of times just in general, uh, you know, with us sitting around and everything, We can develop that kind of stagnant energy and it kind of just strews with our mood, per se, until we're no, we are just sitting there and no wallowing in our no illness versus no getting up and no getting some fresh air or no getting a slight change of scenery or whatever. And that's the thing that I feel like a lot of people need to understand is that. Comfort comes in all shapes and forms. Comfort isn't always a talk. Sometimes comfort is a hand on the shoulder. Sometimes comfort is a drive. Sometimes comfort is sarcasm. Like, depending on the person, comfort takes all shapes and forms. And I feel like the biggest thing that really personifies comfort is that normalcy of the way you behave around them if a person is going through you know a moment or whatever or if they've been withdrawn and everything and you come out down with you know with something that you usually do with them or whatever and and just act like it's normal not try to make it seem like oh you're having a hard day so I'm doing this for you and just no, just going about and be like hey look we need a we need to go for a drive. Like I don't really like for what? Like you'll figure it out when we go or the case may be however you deal with that person. And you no know, just letting that be the case. And just doing that kind of thing and letting that be the comfort versus you no know, sitting down across the table I'm like, Are you doing okay? How are you doing? You don't seem like you're doing that well. Well, things will get better, buck up kiddo, like that kind of thing is like I hate you and I wanna punch you in the face is usually what no we're thinking even though granted we don't hate you some people might hate you some people might actually want to put you in the face but what i'm saying is those kind of things are the things where you're just like uh i don't want to hear this right now can i just go back to doing whatever i was doing because this is not it and that's just on the uh first point of comfort a little bit more is whenever somebody does come to you to you know actually communicate and talk about what's going on with them Or you go to them and ask a question. Don't make it about you. Do not have them have to comfort you. If you're sad and emotional about. Know what they're telling you. It's fine to show it. But do not make it. So that they have to comfort you. Do not make it so that. It becomes about your sadness. Or your shortcomings. And know what you feel like their, their illness is. Because. That makes us not want to come to you anymore Because we get tired of having to comfort you about our issues It's my illness Why am I constantly having to make you feel better about my illness? Like I shouldn't have to do that You should be trying to make whatever moment I'm having right now A little easier for me Instead of me trying to make my illness as a whole easier for you because all it does is makes them not want to come and talk to you, not to want to communicate, and to constantly want to hold things back. And then if they do go down the wrong path, um, well, I can't even say the wrong path. If they choose to take that option and know things, then you're left there thinking, oh what could I have done different? What did I do wrong? And while so many people will kind of say, you did nothing wrong, you couldn't have done anything different. There are things you could have done different. There is. There's always a case. But there are never guarantees in those actions. There's always something you can be done differently. But there's no guarantees that those actions would have changed the outcome. And I feel like that's something that people need to say. But like I said, that is something for another time. But in this moment, don't be the person who needs comfort when they should be providing comfort. Don't be the person who makes comfort about you when it should be about the person you're trying to comfort. And so frequently that is the case. And I say that from personal experience because so often I've gone to people about what's going on with me. And I'm being 100% genuine about how hard things are. And then they just completely end up for me having to be like, Oh no! Look, you're, it's okay. It's fine. I'm not gonna such and such. This is a, I'll I'll be here or whatever the case may be, and I gotta keep saying all these things to them to make them feel better when I came to them because I was hurting. And I can't say this last part with enough emphasis. Do not, and I repeat, do not antagonize. The person seeking comfort. And I mean antagonize. I don't mean being sarcastic. If you have a sarcastic relationship with somebody. Then be sarcastic. It's fine. That'll help them. The normalcy of you being sarcastic with them. Will help them. But do not be antagonistic. Like. And I brought this up. Because I've had an experience recently. With somebody. That I know. To where. I was talking about. You know, how, how I was having a rough day. Or about. You no. Know, no, how I don't wanna be here anymore and all this stuff and their solution was to be antagonistic and I I know where the aim they were getting like they were going for to be like, if I'm antagonistic, he'll get back into his you no, know, he's superior, he's so great, he's so amazing thing and it was like I get what you're trying to do and I notice it but like that's not the mood it's making me wanna be in. It's making me not wanna to talk to you ever again. It's making me want to cut you off when if you would have just been like, I get it. I understand things are rough, but blah, blah, whatever case may be, instead of just trying to come at somebody aggressive like that, like don't be antagonistic because I I can tell you this. If it wasn't for the fact that I knew what they were trying to do, I probably have been more inclined to be like, you know what? You're right. I don't want to be here. Might as well go ahead and finish it. And that's what you would get more times than not. You'll get people who will literally be like, you're right, you're right, I don't want to be here, things are terrible, and the fact that you just confirmed it for me, solidified it, and I'm done with everything now, so, like I was saying, do not be antagonistic in any way, shape, or form, be sarcastic if you've got that kind of relationship, do not be sarcastic if you don't have that type of relationship, like, Aim for the more normal things that you have with that person versus trying to do something that's typically not your wheelhouse. If you don't ever have real deep heart-to-heart conversations with people, don't do it. If you're not good at it, it might be a beneficial thing for you to do in the moment to where you're like, I've never done this with them, but I can tell they really need it. So we'll sit down and we'll have a strong heart-to-heart. Otherwise... Do not do it because it's going to come off disingenuous and it's going to make them want to pull away from you and communicate less. So the whole point of all of this really is to say that be a person of comfort, not a person who needs to be comforted. Provide comfort in whatever way that is necessary for the relationship that you have with that person. Like I said, normalcy, if your talks, whatever the case may be, always be of comfort in a way that fits your relationship.